You're listening to the Market Lane Coffee Podcast. This episode is part of our coffee rollout series where we introduce new coffees to the Market Lane team. My name is Einar and I'm here with Jason. Today we're talking about a rollout of three special geishas from Bolivia. Before we talk about the geishas that are coming, I was hoping you could uh, give us a little update from uh, from our shops. Sure. What's yeah. been happening? Well, it's been a little while since we've recorded a podcast, so there's been a few small changes, but across the shops, I guess, it's been a couple of things. At Paran, we're planning a small renovation of the pop-up, and we're hoping to do that in July. Uh, we're getting the final sign-off from the market and doing the final designs. So hopefully by end of July, we'll have a nice new shiny pop-up. Easy to clean, new floors, a little bit more storage, things like that. Uh, the main shop, we're still in discussions with the market over what's going to happen there. We're hoping for a longer lease and to do a nice fit out, but we're not 100% sure where it's going to go. So we'll wait and see with that one. And we're still trying to improve our food offering across all our shops. And Holly's been doing a great job with a couple of new suppliers on board. Um, Junko's delicious cannelets have been featured in many stores and we've also gotten some nice pastries in from Ostro in a couple of different shops. Um, I noticed that the Collins Street pastry cabinet's looking particularly full and inviting. In addition to that, we've had some beautiful Madelines uh, and also some new cakes from Sot as well. Also in the CBD, Queen Street at Queen Victoria Market had a big renovation of their footpath. James has been very patient with the building works and it's been very difficult and noisy and dusty and all those things. So it's finally all over and it looks great out there. So there's a big footpath and we're just working with the Melbourne City Council now to see how many seats we can put out there and use that nice open space. It's a great little spot to sit in winter. You get a nice bit of winter sun on your on your face. Uh, at Sydney Road, we've got public cuppings are back. So we're, we're hosting public cuppings for eight people at a cost of $10 per person. Yes, it's going to the Santa Clara Scholarship Fund in Guatemala. I've got a bit of a nice audio from Belle when we were in Guatemala. Belle's Ricardo Zelaya's daughter, and she's been running the Santa Clara Scholarship Fund. She did a really nice presentation for us and explaining where the money's gone and who it's supporting. And uh, we're going to be able to share that with you sometime soon. Bolivian coffees are in peak season and we got three different geishas coming from the same producer. Can you tell us about this, uh, these coffees and how we're going to roll them out? So these are all going to be a limited release. We have three different coffees, um, all geisha, that we've put together as sort of a set. You're going to be able to buy all three together online for a small discount. Um, you can purchase them in advance. Well, customers can purchase them in advance. And we're also rolling them out into the shops, but we're doing so just one at a time. So you won't be able to purchase the set in store, only online in advance. Uh, for the people who do purchase it in advance online, it's a really great experience because you get the coffee as soon as it's roasted, sent out to you. And there's a little bit of a break between each one. So we're rolling the first one out uh, next week. We're roasting the first uh, the first lot. And it's, uh, as you mentioned, they're all geisha varieties. The first one is a washed geisha from... A farm called Floripondio in Santa Cruz, in Samaipata, Bolivia. Samaipata is sort of the secondary region in Bolivia for coffee production. The, the main area is Caranavi. But Samaipata still is producing some really beautiful coffees. And the Rodriguez family who own this farm and have been developing this area for coffee production have had some really great results. And 
this is another one. Uh, the Farm Floripondio is where they have their varieties garden situated. And this varieties garden has all kinds of different experimental varieties uh, for Bolivia. For example, there's Batian, there's SL28. And of course, there's this Panama Geisha variety. We found this variety to be by far the most floral and complex, fruity and delicious variety planted there. So we're excited to see it in the different processing formats as well. The second coffee to roll out is from a different farm. And this farm is located in Karanavi. The farm's called Leyama. It's spelled with a double L, and in Spanish that's Yama sound, so imagine it with a Y instead of two L's, so La Yama. This is a lactic natural processing type. Now the Rodriguez family have been experimenting with different processing basically all through the year, and they keep improving and changing the method that they use. They have a lot of outside consultants come in and and help them improve their, their method, and actually this year all the coffees are processed using some form of anaerobic processing so in some form or another the coffee is held in a steel tank with minimal oxygen before being either processed as a um, washed processed coffee or a natural process or something else this one is called a lactic natural process which means they keep it in a steel tank with minimal air until the lactobacillus um, bacteria is sort of at its peak in the coffee itself and that's when they end the fermentation the third coffee in the series is also from Floripondio, but it's a natural process coffee. Uh, this one was my personal favorite out of the three of them. Um, I scored this one the highest. I thought it tasted most distinctive, but I guess we'll go through the tastes one by one. So starting with the first one, the the washed process, I'll just read out some of the notes I took while tasting it um, for you so I can get it right. Um, yeah, overall, I found a really floral cup with a very balanced and juicy acidity. I thought it had a lot of clarity with very distinct and strong flavors of uh, fresh apricot and red apple. I thought it was really well balanced between the fruitiness, the acidity, and the florals. Um, overall, this uh, Floripondio Geisha washed, I found this to have the most similar to like a classic Panama Geisha coffee with notes of jasmine, black tea, and peach. The second coffee, La Yama Geisha Lactic Natural. Um, overall, I thought this had a really distinctive flavor extremely floral and rich. Uh, the florals I found were actually very similar to like actual coffee flowers. Um, so if you can imagine walking through a coffee farm that's in full bloom, beautiful white flowers everywhere and a very strong jasmine smell coming off the trees. Um, this is what this coffee reminded me of. It also had a very rich fruitiness to it, uh, which balanced out the florals. I found it similar to like Fijoa or cucumber or like a, you know, sort of a tart stone fruit like peach. Compared to the other two coffees in this set, this one had the most floral notes with some Fijoa, lime and jasmine. And like I said earlier, the third coffee in the group is probably my favorite. Um, this coffee started out with a really rich and juicy flavor like ripe blueberries or orange marmalade had a very strong fruity and jammy flavor. Its fruitiness was really well balanced with a ripe fruit acidity, and it really made the coffee sort of bounce, like it was very lively in the mouth. It had a really lush sweetness, like butterscotch, and again, a really well balanced acidity with the sweetness. Um, overall, this was the most fruity of the three coffees in the set with notes of blueberry, uh, orange, and butterscotch. Uh, sounds good. So when they arrive in the shop, the limited release will be a slightly smaller amount in the bag. 
Yes. So we have purchased only 60 kilograms of each of these lots and we're rolling them out in small 150 gram bags. And the pricing of the three will go from $50 per 150 grams up to $55 per 150 grams. Um, the pricing per cup, we're going to brew them as uh, just a 15 gram single, single dose, obviously brewed to order cup. And they'll be $18 to $22, um, depending on the, the coffee. And we might have some customers that will ask, why is this coffee special? Why is mm -hmm. it a uh, higher price than the other ones? What's the quick answer to that? Uh, I guess the quick answer is that that's the price. It, it reflects the price that we paid for the coffees. These are really expensive coffees to produce. And there's a very limited amount. They're very in demand around the world. Uh, in fact, the Rodriguez family had a private auction sort of after we bought these lots from them. They featured some of these lots and other ones as well in a competition format. So they would send out samples across the world. People would taste the whole set and then uh, bid on the coffees at an online auction. And the prices they fetched for those lots were very, very high. So they range from, you know, $40 per pound all the way up to $140 per pound. That's US dollars per US pound, which is about half a kilo. Yeah, but you bought these before the private auction. Uh, could you tell us a little bit more about their relationship with the Rodriguez family? Yeah, sure. So I'm sure many of you know the Rodriguez family. We've been purchasing coffee from them since uh, basically since we started Market Lane in 2009. And they're owned by a family, um, Pedro, who's the father, and then the two children are Pedro Pablo and Daniela. And Pedro Pablo and Daniela are now running, uh, basically running running the business. Daniela does more of the marketing and Pedro Pablo does the agronomy and the um, production of the coffee. But they're a very progressive family and they've, they've tried to implement some changes to help improve the production of coffee in Bolivia. So they're doing that because the production each year keeps going down, it keeps decreasing. A few years ago, the production was about 60,000 bags per year and a bag is 60 kilograms um, but it's gone all the way down to about 10,000 bags per year so it keeps going lower and lower and just for context this is less than an average farm in Brazil like for the entire country of Bolivia they're producing a very small amount of coffee so they have a number of programs like the Sol de la Manana program which encourages producers to renew their farms with uh, young seedlings uh, to do things like active pruning and to use more inputs in the in farming practices to bolster productivity. Yeah, speaking of Sol de la Mañana, uh, we do have a coffee from that program on the menu at the moment. That's the San Bartolome from Julio Pay. Yeah, and there's more Bolivian coffees coming throughout the winter. That's right. We bought a couple of other coffees. Um, one of the standouts will be the Camelita natural processed coffee that's coming. This is a very special coffee. Uh, our friends at Artificer buy this coffee every year and they love it because it's such a distinctive lot. This year, that for me, the processing was absolutely spot on. I, I think it really hit the the jammy fruitiness that you get with natural processed coffee without being too you know, acetic as some natural processed coffees can be or too process heavy. This coffee really still shows the taste of place, but also I think has really improved the, the cup. Um, we've got a bit of El Fuerte coming as well, and a lot from the Mamani family, which is going to be used in our seasonal espresso a bit further down the line. The 
there's a few Bolivians coming, but any plans visiting Bolivia anytime soon? Yeah, absolutely. I think Fleur and Raf have just booked flights or they've just penciled the flights in. So they're going, looks like they're going end of August. Raf is um, doing a lot of the storytelling and sort of background information for Melbourne Coffee Merchants and has been doing an excellent job helping us um, source, yeah, excellent information. So when they're going in August, what time of the year is it for a coffee grower in Bolivia? It'll be harvest. So it'll be dry season. They'll be coming to the end of their harvesting. So I imagine there'll still be people delivering coffee, but there'll be coffee there that uh, Fleur and Raf can taste, and they'll be looking to book um, book the container while they're there. Mm-hmm. And that coffee will arrive in Melbourne being roasted sort of in a year's time from now. Yeah, so the, the lead time on... on on coffees like this and on getting shipments out is quite slow. For example, the coffees that Aileen and I tasted in Ethiopia are still stuck in Ethiopia. They're bogged down in bureaucracy and delays and who knows what. Uh, for Fleur and Raf, hopefully the, the coffee will be sailing by October and ideally we'd be getting it sort of mid-December. But in reality, that means... It'll be stuck at the ports for us for pretty much all of December, and then we'll get it middle of January. Um, the coffees that we're using now landed, I think, in mid-Feb, and we're using them now. So it is it is quite a long lead time from when we first tasted to when we're using it, unfortunately, and that's just the way the way it, the way it goes. We do sometimes get coffees in different ways. For example, we just bought some. Other Ethiopian coffees from offer samples that were sent quite late, some competition lot coffees, and we've confirmed those ones, and we're actually getting them air freighted over. So hopefully we'll see them in a couple of weeks, and we'll be able to roll them out extremely early for Ethiopian coffee. Thank you for that, Jason. Uh, we're really excited about uh, rolling out the three different geishas in the shop. Just before you go, if a customer is curious to try it before they want to buy it, are we able to brew them a little taste? Yeah, absolutely. And you should do that with all the coffees that we offer. If a customer is curious or has questions, you can ask if they have a couple of minutes to spare while you brew it up. Usually you'll be able to tell if they're the kind of customer that's going to wait for a taste and you'll be able to preempt their, their answer. But in this case, absolutely, if someone asks um, or wants to know more about the taste, you can offer them a taste of it before they buy a bag. Great. Well, if you have any questions about uh, Geisha or Bolivia or anything else coffee-related, please get in touch. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, please keep the feedback coming. Thank you. Bye-bye.